Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, all ages, it's that time of the week again for the Reaching Out with Camo podcast. Or Cameron, if you're official, <laughs> we're on a first name basis around here, and we're actually in studio. This is the first time ever, and there will be a surprise that comes out with this. Just a trial run to see how it goes, but this is the first time ever event for the pod. Yes. So before we go any further, I'm going to let Camo take over and kind of just, let's start having a conversation. Oh, fantastic. Hello, this is Camo, and welcome back to Reaching Out. Now, uh, it's been a couple weeks. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. I didn't have gas last week when I get you down. To the studio. So, this is my first official time in the studio, and I like it. It's really nice. Hello, Cramp. <clears throat> but you know what? It's, it's a starting point. Yeah. And that's what's important. And also, um, if anybody's noticed, I have not been doing reaching out on the weekend because I am weekend weekend. Wrong button. If you if you don't notice, if you're on the video podcast, I have a new mixing board, and that's the sound I was looking for. And so I'm going to play around with it, and we don't have the adapter to have camo on headset, so he won't know what I'm doing. He'll have to listen to this to hear the sound. Just like that. He's looking at me like, what the heck are you playing? Yeah. You got a demo? Yes, sir, oh, I do. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, I've already filled the session. Yes. Um, but no, I'm, I'm having to work weekends because, um, well, first of all, we have one of our drivers quit already. Brand new guy, already gone. Um, you ran him off, didn't you? I didn't ran, run him off. You I'm wanted better tips on Saturday and Sunday, and you were like, be gone, peasant. No, he worked <laughs> overnight. Oh, okay. He's overnight. Yeah, yeah I, I guess he was um, Right to the airport. Anyway, that's weird because that's a nice drive. It is, especially over traffic. Yeah, anytime you get to drive around Tulsa without any traffic, it's a nice day. Yeah, I remember when my first son was born. We left about six thirty in the morning mm-hmm. and hit the turnpike doing about ninety, and nobody was on the or not turnpike, but I forty four all the way to. The other side of Tulsa, yeah, and nobody was on the road. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, we got that, and we are gearing up for the PGA tournament. Uh, so from the 11th on to the end of the month, we are completely so need all hands on deck for uh, people coming in. No. This week we have a dog show and we got PGAs at the uh, Oh, nice. I, I bet you that's a big event. That will be a huge thing. Uh, multiple hotels are sold out. Even one of the steakhouses down the street is How do you book out a steakhouse? That's weird. Reservations, rich people, fine up. I think we should protest the steakhouse and give us our food. <laughs> Even without that, I I, I, I don't have enough. Go there any of those fancy things. 
It's Chris or Mahogany or McGill's or anything like that. Yeah, Mahogany's is like $200 at the place. I've, the only time I ever eat from those places is when my wife has like a dinner meeting uh, for work. She brings me back a, a doggy bag <laughs> full of samples of what she had. But still, that's worth it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's going on right now. And, I mean, I I don't mind working the weekends as much as my wife finds it. She wants me to be out just basically. Yeah. And it makes it more awkward when you have kids. So, I mean, a day trip would involve pulling the kids out, the school threatening to turn into DHS, you know. I mean, like, on the weekend. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, they said, they told me, like, hey, if you need some time off, just let us know and we'll put that in. So, no thing. Yeah. I, I'm working the weekends, yeah, but I'm off at 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, so I still have my week. But I think our wives are definitely in the same predicament, that it's not the fact that you have flexibility, mm-hmm. it's the fact this has been going on for years. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, we're, we're all getting pulled in this way. Well, especially with the PGA. I mean, that's a national thing. That's a huge deal. Yeah. I mean, right now you have a dog show in, but I mean, compared to national coverage, a dog show isn't that important. If you kill a dog, you know, nobody's going to care as much as it, like if you injure Tiger Woods. Right. <laughs> um, no dogs were heard in the filming of this podcast. Right. <laughs> no, and uh, I know how to go. Got people off this time around. We driving down the golf cart path. Although, like last year. No, I'll, I'll get in big trouble this year if I do that. I mean, if you get people a better picture of golfers, you know. Right. Ricky Fowler from Oklahoma State, you know. Oops, I accidentally drove down the path. Right. <laughs> yeah, got a good view of the horse and some nice backyards. So, that's new. What's in your world? Anything else? Like, how's your dad healing? Oh, he's fine. Actually, today is his last day of physical therapy. From Helga from hell. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, I don't even know his. Mine was a pain in the butt, but, you know, not all physical therapists are like that. No. Nah. Yeah, no, he's, um, I saw him over at the store yesterday, and he seems to be doing pretty well. Um, he's excited to get this last round of physical therapy done and over with so we can get back on his bike. Yes. Yeah. How long has he not been able to ride? I want to say about half a year or so. Dang. Because he's been in pain and he hasn't been able to ride and he had numbness in his hands. So So not even from surgery, but just the, yeah, that numbness is kind of freaky in itself. Right. I mean, he wasn't able to, uh, 
he didn't play his guitar for a while and he wasn't riding his bike and he needs to type and use computer at work, so that was affecting that too. And um no, he he seems to be doing a lot better. And he quit smoking, so that's Oh that's a, awesome. Yeah, that's that's a that's how a long has he been a smoker? Oh dang. Yeah. That puts mine to shame. Mine was about 15 years. Mm. No, wait. That would put me at 8 years old. I was a little bit older. I was 14 when I started dipping. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he finally stopped smoking, and that's awesome. I think he's around for his school. Stuff like that, so. Hopefully he's great grandkids. I mean, he's not that old, is he? No. Uh, he's gonna be fifty-seven this year. Fifty-five, fifty-seven. Yeah, he doesn't even look that old. I would put him maybe, maybe fifty footness because he does have gray hair. Yeah. Now your mom, I we're not gonna say her age, but she definitely looks younger than probably what she is. I mean, because I'm assuming most couples are around the same age, so we're not going to talk about the age. <laughs> I'm just saying she looks really young. You know, your dad has gray hair. That's what push, pushes him over the edge. I got you. Yeah, they're doing better. And, um, and yes, I have gray hair on the side. That's why mostly I keep it shaved. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got some on the side. I, I, I was wearing a hat. Yeah. I either wear a hat or have my hair down. How are you coming on that? At one point, you said you were going to grow your hair out again. I don't have patience for it. As as soon as I do it, I regret it because I see pictures from like three weeks before. I'm like, oh man, I'm doing so good. <laughs> now, so I like that quarter of a minute, yeah, all the way around, yeah. Unfortunately. I don't look like a pixie pet. Oh, no. <laughs> um, my older son, though, wants to grow his hair out. To be like Grandpa? No, because he wants to dress up like a crow for Halloween. <laughs> the day after Halloween, just cuts it off. Right. I'm done. I'm good. No, my youngest son, he, he's he's wanting to get his hair cut, and Jackson wants to keep his mom. Because, uh... Yeah, it's mostly for the chrome thing. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Have they even seen you with long hair? I've shown them like a couple pictures. No, I mean like in real life. In real life? Uh, I've maybe got my hair just a little past my eyes. Okay. That's about it. But Grandpa, though, his is pretty long. Yeah, my dad's hair's always been long. Um, except for one time. He cut it. Uh... Job. Yeah, he did it. Oh wow! Yeah, he was, he was pretty mad about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I refuse to work for a company that I have to shave my beard. I'll shave my head, but I mean, my my goatee has to stick around. Yeah, that's just a given. Because I have a little double chin that I hate. <laughs> <laughs> One time, I. Uh, I got mad at this uh, manager. I, my beard was a little bit longer than it is now, and he had a problem with it. He made a whole big thing. 
said, hey, you need to cut that up and trim it up and look professional. I'm like, all right, well, all right. So, probably not the best idea. I grabbed some scissors and one of those, like, free razors that hotels give you. I went to the bathroom, and I came out like 10 minutes later, completely clean shaven. Didn't even use shaving cream. Well, I've had this argument with other people before. It's amazing how many guys do not use shaving cream. I don't use it. It makes my skin feel worse. Really? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I can remember back as far as high school as people having this discussion. It was weird, man. I, I shaved my beard, my mustache, and my sideburns. So it was completely clean. I haven't done it since. That was like 2012, 2013. Yeah. Did he at least say thank you? He's like, whoa, what did you do? <laughs> like, I'm just trying to keep managing my hat. So I got fired. A couple weeks later. Because I couldn't keep up with all the stuff that kept adding to my checkbook. Those are just jerks. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, I said I haven't done that. I've done something close to that since then. It was like a few years ago. Yeah. I had this amazing idea that I wanted to do, like, the Wolverine thing. Yeah. Where it's just, like, shaved in the middle. Oh, the London chop. London chop, yeah. Well, I wanted to do it the way Hugh Jackman did. But I wasn't looking at a picture for reference. Oh. Yeah, he does his at an angle. So there's just a little bit of gap. What I do, I took my clippers and I went straight down. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of Wolverine, I look like Chester A. Arthur. Okay, I was going to say, I know that name, but I can't think of who. It's. It wasn't flattering at all. It was, it was awful. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to do it again on the phone. I mean, if you go to an Irish festival, there's a whole lot of guys with red hair and lemon chops. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'll see people like that every now and then. I'm like, I probably do that. If I think back to that time, I'm nah, I, I'm not. <laughs> I'll keep my ghosts around. Every now and then I'll freak people off by shaving them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't like mustaches. I have a short upper lip. So, like, where most people can do a little, like, what trim between the nose and the, I guess, the actual hair, mm-hmm. I can't. Oh. It's like, your lip looks longer to me than mine. Do you trim that area? Between your nose and the actual hair, like any of the loose. No, I'll trim like, like around my lip area because every now and then it'll curl up into my mouth and. And you eat it for like two weeks because you forget all the time. Yes. <laughs> no, I'll just trim that, and then I'm like, why? Too much, man. See, mine's camouflage now. <laughs> See, I, I've always wanted my go-to to grow out that long, but I don't think they want a lot of that. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm just happy they let me 
That's what I got. Well, now that I'm in the BNI group, and for those of you who don't know what it is, it's business professionals from different industries that we share referrals. Mm. So, and the reason why I say that is because they say it's business attire. Well, the people I've met decide, like, they'll wear polos. But, like, I'm not, I'm barely a polo person. Yeah. My dicky or my... Outfit of choice is khaki dickies, a black shirt of some type. Well, and for the past year, it's been my cast. But, and then, like, dad shoes. Yeah. Like, that's my new uniform. Yeah. And I'm just like, I still have all my piercings. Mm-hmm. Nobody else I've seen in any group has a goatee like mine. Then again, I'm not in an industry that you have to be presentable. Like, that's why I became my own boss. Wait, other than the people who come in looking for rent, are you, are you dealing with the public much? Not really. In person? Uh-uh. Oh, it's probably good. Well, I know, but I mean, that's why I do yeah. it. I don't have to interact with anybody if I don't want to. Yeah. Like, I put out the ads, I can completely say, you know, tell me your industry... My business owners, I don't even talk to about what I post. Literally, I go through their own photos or come up with new concepts. Like this week, I just picked up a cleaner lady. Well, her Mother's Day special is, and if you couldn't tell, we're right before Mother's Day. (laughs) Her thing is giving $25 off and a free bottle of organic wine. And this is what's, what's funny. Do you get it? Yeah. Organic wine? It's clean wine? Yeah. <laughs> She's a cleaner. <laughs> so, I mean, I just did a whole week of that ad basically over and over and over in different aspects. Yeah. She hasn't talked to anything about promotions or what to say or what to do. I mean, I'm just, God has definitely blessed me with that gift to be able to, you know, come up with a whole lot of BS. Yeah. But these people are saying, you know, when you come to meetings, you need to be dressed up. So that kind of leaves me like, I'm almost 40. I want to get the arm sleeve tattoos. I want to get more piercings, especially when I, when I get my teeth, because now I'm not going to be ashamed of my mouth looking like a mess addict. You know, I don't have the picking scars, but my teeth look like I did mess for 10 years. So... I mean, what do you do? What? How do you approach that? Like, do you appease the people, or do you keep on going with your mission? And mine's to create officer people. Yeah. Do I have to dress differently because of them? Because I'm in a group that I paid to join? It's a thinker, isn't it? It is. And that kind of goes along with today's topic. You know, what are you going to do to get your, what you want to achieve? Are you going to go along with the status quo or you keep on going with your process, your standard? I very much been going along with other people's stuff for about six months now. What do you mean other people's stuff? Well, I mean like at the hotel. Okay. Until I got my morning show. 
They're like, you technically still don't have. I do. I have a morning shift. Seven to two, seven to three. Yeah, but you work weekends. That's it. That's, that's the thing. I can on weekends. Um, <clears throat> that's, that's the next step. As soon as we get another fourth driver, they said I can uh, have my weekends there. But we'll see that happens. So I'm still being what you call flexible. Um, is your wife quite to that point where she would call you stupid? <laughs> I'm joking. I know she wouldn't say that, but I mean. Oh, she would. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to a wife who's been waiting for her husband to get a day job, that is, I mean, it's gotten that point, hasn't it, before? That's why you quit the hotel in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. I. And oddly enough, because the person you were is the reason you got this job back with a raise, which you deserved. Yeah. You just had to wait a couple of years to get that raise. I mean, I'm, I even tried going back to the dealership, even though it was a toxic, toxic environment. It was another position. Um, I wouldn't be around that guy nearly as much, or I wouldn't be having to walk up to Really but, uh, ultimately said no. Yeah. Which yeah. you should have said no in the first place. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, part of, part of me wanted me to go back just because it, it was Monday through Friday, um, nine to six. And it would have been the same pay that I'm getting over at the hotel. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably for the best. Uh, I'm with a friendly crew, and uh, I'm not around all that negativity all the time. But um, so since you brought it up, why did you drop your standard and try to go back to the car dealership? Because I know when you left, you said it was toxic. Yeah. Now you say it's toxic, but we all been there that we forget how bad it was. Yeah. Because where we are is not where we want to be. It was just a weekend thing. And I mean, I would have gotten off an hour later than Joanna, but I would have been off on weekends and I'd be able to do day trips. Day trips and bed and breakfast. Uh, yeah. Or reaching out on the weekend. Which honestly sounds amazing. Yeah. You could do a bed and breakfast and then do reaching out in a new town. <laughs> That'd be cool. You could say thank you to Joanna and be like, baby, since you allow me to do reaching out, I'm giving you the gift of bed and breakfast. It'd be better if it was bed and breakfast. Oh, wait. Breakfast in bed. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was mostly the weekend. But I, I keep forgetting that that was probably the worst part of my life. But we all do it. I mean, we all, I mean, me leaving the apartment was, it was overall not bad. Mm. But it was like a black hole 
of my soul. You know, it just kept on sucking me back in. Mm. Well, your kids ruined this part of the apartment. Your kids drew on the walls. They put stickers everywhere. You broke the 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 cabinet underneath the sink. They're not going to let you out for under a thousand dollars. You know, that was my thought process. And then all of a sudden realizing when the director was like, oh, no, you've been here 10 years. You know, there's some limitations on what we can charge you because natural wear and tear. Like, we can't do your carpet. We have to repaint. We have to replace this and that. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. And then I fell through the stairs, and I think that caused them not to even charge me. <laughs> because I did end up in a cast because of that. Yeah. So. Yeah, our um, our neighbors moved out right next door to us. And uh, the landlord's been over there, like, every day for the past few weeks. Oh, the connected house? Yeah. Oh, I thought they were, like, lifetimers. They were until my buddy's dad passed away. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and he moved in with his sister, so landlord's been over there for like every day for three weeks just renovating and fixing up for the next ten. So you've been on edge and nervous. Yeah. <laughs> Hearing him uh hammering away over there and just wondering if he's just gonna come over. I don't know. Well, yeah. I don't know why I'm nervous. <laughs> well, because we're anxiety-ridden. Yeah. Both of us are. I mean, why play with it? Why not just shout it from the rooftops? Well, because then people will be like, shut up, and they'll think weird of you, and they'll think you're a loser, and, you know, that's just natural anxiety of people like us. We stick to our own kind. We know each other strong. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. I mean, the only real thing that he's really texted me about or called me about was just getting stuff out of the backyard. Yeah. Well, if it makes you feel better, he has to legally give you notice before he comes over. Yeah. Like 24-hour notice. So that should at least give me some peace of mind. Yeah. But the the, the backyard really needs to be more. And my mower's been broke for about a year or so. And um wanted us to get some of the old plastic toys out. And mow it for you? Hmm? Did he mow it for you? No. Oh. <laughs> I got a new mower. Oh. Yeah. I finally got a new mower. This one's electric. Is it one of those, like, 20-watt, like, click-click rechargeable battery ones? Yeah, but it takes two of those. Yeah. Yeah, I went older school than that. You know yeah, those... No. Oh, the cordable? Older. The, the, the real one. The rotating blade one? Five blades? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that takes a while. I bet. Especially if it's like red side, man. Yeah. Or you can go even older than that and start using the side. At this point, that would have probably been faster. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen those videos? There's people who do it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was like that. Hmm. Yeah. Just one big swipe, swipe, swipe. And then there's my That sounds like a TikTok trend. 
Sharpening their blade and everything, and going out and cutting the grass. No man, I really like this anymore. It's quiet, and as soon as you let go, it stops immediately. Do you still have to do oil? Yeah, you may want to look at that. I'll have to look at it again. It probably does take oil. <laughs> but then again, we have an electronic um, weed eater, mm-hmm. and it never took oil or anything, but. Any moving parts, that's why I wonder. Uh, you know, I you have to. Yeah. But then again, you don't. There's a lot of things you don't oil. It's, it's nice, though. Um, I taught Noah how to use it, and he taught Jackson how to use it. Uh-oh. Oh, no, they did a great job on that. <laughs> they mowed the whole backyard, and I took apart their swing set. As a punishment? No, <laughs> you screwed it up. No. It's coming down. <laughs> no, them and their friends um, were playing on it too hard, and like last year, and the crossbar, the top crossbar snap. So, um, it's been needing to get taken apart for a long time. So I finally got it done. Oh, nice. Yeah. And the landlord said, if you just get it taken apart, I'll take it and haul it off. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, because the city now has to call out a truck and they pick that up with a huge boom arm and make an ordeal out of it. Yeah. But then again, I realized why. Because you would be sitting there for 10 minutes trying to get that truck to eat up the metal and then it would fill up. And Broken Arrow takes theirs all the way to either Katusa, where the waste management trash thing is? Yes. Or to the burn location. So that's an hour of you being down. Because not only do you have to travel there, but you have to dump it. You have to wait in line. You have to close your your dump truck, and that takes a while. And then come back all the way. Oh, okay. So it's a bigger process than what people think. Hmm. Yeah. In a given week, one trash truck could clear over 100 tons of trash. Okay. And Broken Arrow runs like 20 trucks. So they that once a week? No. Well, the city once a week. Okay. Yeah, because now they've moved it where each trash truck has one person instead of one person per side of the street. Oh. Which is dumb. They should just do that anyway, you know, and only run two days a week. It was nice when it was two days a week. Yeah. I lived in an apartment. I never got to use it. And now City of Tulsa comes out to my house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm on the, like, farthest street you can go until you become Katusa. Oh. Literally, 6th Street is Katusa's crash, and then 7th Street is Tulsa. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. Or it may be fifth, I don't know. But it's like right there. Yeah. Also, sorry, this is uh, off topic. I forgot to mention at the very beginning of this, this is our 50th episode. 
Yes. Like that, man. We, we had a bunch of breaks, but we finally made it to the episode. Yes. And hopefully it will. And that's why I was trying to elude the topic earlier, you know, obviously, but we would like to talk, is what are you do, willing to do to sacrifice to get where you're going? Mm. And I know I've talked about it on the show, wanting to get you to where you're just in a room paint. Yeah. And if you're watching, I don't even know when the video will come out, but if you're watching on the video, we're in a different space because I really didn't want to show off my home. You know, I, we did season one pretty much in the apartment. Yeah. So it was a whole, like I had two kids asleep. My wife was there on the couch like five feet away playing video games. Mm. And now we have a complete lighting set. We have a complete studio. And it's just a whole lot more freedom to do this. And this is a part where you come in that I'm running a graphic design firm, basically, yeah. or a marketing. Mm -hmm. And now God is allowing me to get even closer because of those years in the apartment. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of why I hate it, because I had to sacrifice so much. Yeah. I have, there's areas of my life where I've had to take a step back like, I purposely bought an older vehicle because I didn't want to go for style and sacrifice stuff. So I went with an older model. I kind of did pay, you know, twice for it because it's been in the shop, but now it's running like a charm, and it still paid off. Yeah. But it's stuff like that that allowed me to get where I am to afford the BNI membership fee, and now all of a sudden within the first month, I am almost at $2,000 a month income. Yeah. And I want to triple that pretty much in order to bring you on. Yeah. And that's a big announcement. That's how I think it was alluded to last year that it was coming. Like, yeah. we were I, – I was excited. Yeah. You know, if I were you, I would have been kind of like, you're full of crap. This ain't going to happen. Because, well, people just crap on me. You have a son of your disposition. I don't crap on people. <laughs> well, this this wasn't just mine. This was, okay, I've been hard on you, asking you, what what's your passion? What, what gets you out of bed every day? And you're like, well, I just want to paint. And of course, I told you my agenda is to put up your art for sale and help you that much more because I think it would do it. Yeah. It's just you paint when you have to for financial gain, and I think it would benefit, you know, having a job where you can paint all the time. Yeah. And now it's so much closer. It's been my wife sacrificing stuff so I could get my own microphone. Yeah. And what's funny is now is that you notice the setup, and we have lights on the side, Hardly any of it's mine right now. Like, I have the camera stand, my mobile tripod, my light, my iPad, and that's it. Yeah. Everything else is because I took over running this podcast studio. Mm -hmm. 
And now it's going to allow me to bring my personal stuff and set up a second studio, which will allow for twice as much business to come in here. Yeah. Which will eventually allow you to come in here, run it, and paint. You know, you're going to be interrupted by customers, but it's going to allow you to have a job, mm -hmm. have a passion, and also go home and have time with your wife. And I think that's a beauty part. Like, it's different. Now that I'm working here, I can see the difference when I go home and I don't want to work. I don't want to get on the computer in my man cave and do stuff. I want to spend time with the family. Yeah. And I've never had that. Just that separation of passion and job. Yeah. You know? So it's just weird. I mean, setting apart. And we, we've alluded to it the whole time. You've sacrificed time with your family to work at the hotel. Mm -hmm. Of course, you got to take the clothes off of, uh, you know, Miss America. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter if she wasn't wearing it. You still got to take it off of her. Help her out. You get a mess with fancy dogs. Mm -hmm. You get a, a tent to run over Tiger Woods. Wow. <laughs> hey, you're the one driving on the green, so. Well, golf cart, whatever. <laughs> it was still green grass. <laughs> So what's your, I mean, what's, what's the biggest thing you sacrifice in your life to get somewhere? And if there's one thing you don't say, I'm going to punch you in the face. Oh, no. No, it's, I, I told a lot of people this, it's missing a bunch of firsts in my kids' lives. First steps, first words. I've had to see it all through videos. Hey! No. <laughs> Instead of seeing it in person where, where I should have been. But. Now, just, just seeing the look on my kids' faces knowing that I won't be home every night. Um, finally. They're happy. They're smiling when they come in the door, knowing that daddy's home. I'm not going to be coming home after the door. So. See, now I get a punch in the face. Oh, no. <laughs> but, I mean, you did take it really serious. I mean, probably more serious than I was thinking. Like, I was thinking just the whole reaching out. Like, yeah. you sacrificed eight hours a weekend all last year. Yeah. You sacrificed an entire work day. Yeah, they were with you sometimes, but, I mean, I saw the boys. They, If they didn't have friends there, they were hot and annoyed and pissy, and Ranger was mad, you know, and your wife was there <laughs> in the heat supporting you. Yeah. But you did sacrifice a lot for being out of the park, mm -hmm. willing to talk to people. Yeah. And you did learn a lot of stuff. Yeah. Good. And, I mean, yeah, there were times when people didn't show up. It, I'm not mad about any of that. It's just Armando got me thinking a different way when people show up. Like, not everybody's depressed or mad or anxiety-ridden all the time, so it's a good thing. I'm thinking to get her. her. <laughs> 
or maybe people just aren't ready, or they're not comfortable. They they don't know me well enough to come out and talk. Yeah, because even to prove that point, you have some people excited about the next barbecue, right? Yeah, but not so much the next region now. <laughs> that could be a point to that. You never brought up that aspect of what you and Armando talked about. That they don't know you. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it before. Like maybe they're waiting for you to either prove yourself to be honest about it or prove yourself to fail. Yeah, they're waiting for either one. There's no catch and there's no gimmick to it. I mean, I'm not in it for the money or the burgers you are. <laughs> and for your dad's butt. The pork butt. The pork butt, yes. <laughs> if, you don't know by, if you don't know by now, I'd like to get the little zingers in there. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the, the pork butt, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, um, yeah, these, these cookouts have brought in a ton. I'd say a ton. 24 people. That's nothing to shake stick at, man. That was, that was an awesome turnout. Do you think you had 24 different people last year at Reaching Out event? I have a lot of repeats. I know. Well, you even have repeats of the, the barbecue, like Armando and, yeah, you know, stuff like that. I would have been there if my car hadn't been beaten down and I had to get a ride from my pastor that Sunday evening. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's probably about equal. So you had 24 people throughout a year compared to 24 people at one time. Yeah. And there wasn't that pressure of getting to know you one-on-one. Right. Because you actually make eye contact. Mm-hmm. You're not one of those people that, like, Hey, let's have a meeting. Hey, let's grow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, over at the, the last hot dog cookout, I tried to spend time with at least everybody one-on-one. Um, I didn't really talk to Joanna's coworker and her sister all that much. Uh, they went off and took their kids to the playground. But, um. Nah, uh, that's that's the only bit that I felt bad about missing. I didn't get to that for uh, for too long. Um, but I do try to make it a point to stop and talk to person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even if they came out for Joanna more than you. It still allows you to open that door. Right. Whereas if you force them to come out just for you, mm-hmm. they might may not have even done it. Yeah. Yeah. Our uh, our buddy Logan came out and um, this other guy I met through Armando came out also. Armando sued the pole. All of them up and like, hey. Cameron's got a cookout tomorrow. You want to go? Nice. It's definitely nicer when you have 
Well, okay, let me scoot back. Because there's a video called How to Start a Movement. It's on TED Talk, and it's a 30-minute video. Yeah. And it's this guy that is dancing, to say the least, in a rather funny manner. Yeah. And the guy talks about how the first two people that come up and start dancing with him, he starts showing them how to dance. Mm. But you can tell these two people are making fun of him. Yeah. Well, once he stops what he's doing and shows them how to do the dance, mm -hmm. it encourages more people to get involved. And by the end of the video, you have the one lone nutcase that started it all not being able to be seen. There's like 50 people around them that are all doing the dance that have been encouraged, not by the lone nutcase. It was the first two followers that dared to follow the nutcase that helped spread the message that it was okay to dance like you're the only one naked. So, I mean, it's not, like I hate to say it, and I don't want to say this is discouraging, but it's not going to be you to start the movement. You came up with the idea, you're doing it, and there's going to be people like Armando that are actually going to help spread what's happening because they're like a hype man for your movement. Yeah. So it may be technically yours, but it's going to be people like Armando that are going to invite new people to carry on that way of feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Armando was the first one out. He was the first one to show up to uh, my first reaching out. And also your oldest friend, and probably caught the vision before anybody else. Yeah. And then my friend Megan came out later that day. And uh, we played battleship and talk. That's how it started. That's the first day. The first day was slow. Uh, we didn't have anybody show up. But that was like when it was only like an hour or two. And um, the next day, Armando showed up, and I was about to back up. And my um, friend Megan had texted and said that she's on her way. So that was awesome. That was a great start. Table, two chairs, battleship, and back of water. But what's going to keep you moving on? Hmm? Because just, oh, okay. Just like you left the hotel yeah. and you were in such high spirits that you had a day job. And you left a year later because it was the most toxic workplace you've ever had. Yeah. And yet you went back. So with reaching out, the first time was great. You had another high moment. And God forbid this happening. But if you go back to a weekly reaching out and nobody comes for the second year, are you going to go back to being discouraged? Or, like, what are some of the processes you're putting in place so you don't get back to being disappointed that nobody comes out? or realizing not everybody will sit down with you, but they'll come to a cookout. The reason why I'm saying it is because you have such high points mm. when you have a good turnout, 
and you get really low whenever there's a no turnout. So how do you – what's the process for you putting in place that you don't go back to that negative space? Well, I, I think it, um, it helps that I'm not doing it every Saturday. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, it's just a weekly reminder that I'm not showing up. Whereas if it's just – if I do it once a month, um, I mean, people will know all month when and where it's going to be. And um, if they don't show up, I mean, it's, it's fine. But at least I know that I gave them a heads up instead of me posting like <laughs> whenever I get there or that morning. Um, I'll do, do them the, the once a month. But I, I think it was, I think it just hit harder because it wasn't every year. And I, I would get well just thinking that this week sucked. Maybe next week someone will show up. They don't. Next week someone does. Good. Next week doesn't all again. Um, uh, I think I think it's not as um, it's not as good. Do you think you could challenge people? <clears throat> like as a almost like a stumbling block for them to back out. Like challenge people to tell you in advance that they're going to come out, that way you can send them a text reminder. Hmm. Or you can remind them. That way you have a little bit more of a guarantee that somebody's going to be there. Okay. Or like even you tell me when you need to reach out. Yeah. And make it a, like have once a, once a month barbecue and then everything else is by appointment. I like that. Because then it gives them freedom, and it's a little bit more, this is my choice, meaning the camera. Yeah. And that's what I mean about policies and procedures. You're creating the culture around you mm -hmm. to be that environment. And even having now, you know, not everybody's going to be able to come here on a Wednesday morning at 9 o'clock in the morning. But we do have another chair, you notice that. Yes. We do now have access to opening up. So the people that do come out and they want to share what they've been through, share experiences, that's very much open. You know? <laughs> you see, that's what I mean by the standards we set to go further opens up things for everybody else. If I hadn't have spent all those years in a two-bedroom, would I be right here on the verge of not only – I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm helping you. Yeah. But I'm my own boss. For at least four years now, I've been worried about not being there for my kids. Yeah. You know, growing up as a sports person, I thought it was going to be coaching my kids and all that, and they'd be sporty. They're a little bit artsy-fartsy now. 
So, but still, I want to be there. Right. Like last Saturday, my kid was in a Tulsa ballet. It was Get Out and Dance Day. Oh, so yeah. they went to Guthrie Green and they worked with the Tulsa Ballet. This is the first time it's, it's been done outside of Canada. And it was a partnership with the Canadian Royal Dance Company, Tulsa Ballet, the guy who was in Stomp. I don't know if you remember that from like the 90s, but where they used trash can lids and stuff. Yeah. He's teaching class in Broken Arrow. Really? That's cool. So we were able to go do that. If I was doing screen printing, and if, you know, field day is huge for schools, they need four or 500 printed for their fifth grade, would I have been able to go? I know. So that's what I mean. Like, now because of the standards and the process that I went through, I'm still not there yet, and I doubt I'll ever be, but I'm able to do that. You know? And that's why I see it so vital, because I've taken an investment in you, you know, hopefully I don't become that, you know, bossy hate and you want to stay away from. No. You haven't worked with me yet, so. You mean I have. I've worked with you over at the screen. I know, but you haven't seen, seen me be a big a-hole. But this is a little bit different. I mean, what I'm getting at is, you know, your wife eventually had to sit you down and your mom and like, hey, we see you hurting. Yeah. You broke a Bluetooth speaker because people weren't coming up. You know, what can we do better? I mean, and honestly, they are kind of your, and even Armando, they stand in the gap and they're like, how can we help you change? And hopefully I'm pointing this out and you're like, they are kind of, they are. And we do need those people in our lives to check us and say, hey, slap us, slap us in the back of the head and say, quit being stupid. <laughs> Moms are good about that. Especially moms that look younger than they actually are. <laughs> Full circle, baby. Yeah. Full circle. <laughs> oh no. I um I already got plans for another cookout. I think this next one's gonna be in the evening. Well yeah, we're heading into summer in Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, I mean I was talking about doing it maybe around the fourteenth or fifteenth of May. So, that's like right in the middle of the PGA deal down at the hotel. So, um, all I have to do is like a like an evening hot dog cooking out there, which is fun. It's not in the middle of the day. It's not going to be super hot. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll try to do it around that time, around uh, our next payday. Try to get it going. Down into the soft this time. I'll uh I'll talk to my bosses and I'll talk to my managers and everything, see if I can try to get a guaranteed like accurate leaving time. <laughs> uh so, I mean we do have people like other drivers now, so like they they man, Whenever they first started, it was really nice because our my end time and their start time overlapped. Yeah. 
So they would come in an hour before I left. So that was perfect. They were already there. So you could actually talk to them. Yeah. So I tell them what happened and what needs to be done. Yeah. Well, I mean, I that, and I didn't have to worry about them being late. So as soon as, like, it's time for me to go, I can just pass my keys and head out there. And now they got them scheduled on breakfast. Yeah. But there's no overlap anymore, so I gotta wait on the next guy to Um and that's a big stumbling block to even setting up, you know, a culture around you. Because if they are late, that could cause animosity between you and them, you and your boss, you and your wife, you and the kids. I mean I mean you still have to set up something that's going to stop you from getting angry and allow your wife to know, hey, because, I mean, to me, that's the biggest thing, and that's why I would say getting a job is a, well, the right next job, yeah. because obviously you will like working in the hotel. Mm-hmm. But just having something set up where you, you know, you know you're not doing this for not. Yeah. It, there is a greater purpose in why you're sticking with a company that's fine to you. <laughs> Well, I mean, you can mess around, but, I mean, pretty much they are. They said they were going to be ready. They wanted to get a full staff by a PGA Tour. Well, that's in, like, what, a week? Yeah, a week or two. So, ultimately, they didn't know that somebody would quit, but, I mean. This guy didn't turn in in two weeks. He just left. Oh, I would. My mind's been totally changed on that. Like, what's the point in leaving? Obviously, you don't like working there. So, are you actually going to work to your full potential? No. So, I mean... Well, I mean, it just leaves everybody in a bind. It's changed up all our schedules. And, like, we don't have anybody to take the early morning people anymore, so night audit has to do it. Sometimes he's by himself. So, in turn, they got a call taxi and it charges me. A whole mess of things happen when someone up in the Yeah, but if they're 30 minutes late, that changes your whole schedule. And then eventually, if you work 40 hours a week, that charges you the hotel overtime. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, our generation looked at it differently. But what's weird is the guy that pointed it out to me, Gary B., he was like, Why? When people turn in their two weeks notice with me, I send them on. You know, what What good does it do? And is it going to encourage? Okay, obviously, if you, he said, if you come to me, I'll write you recommendations. I'll send you off in a good way. But if you find a job on your own, cut you off. If it's a better paying situation, do you really want that person around your company saying, Hey, I'm doing the exact same job, but this company is paying me a dollar fifty more. You know what? What kind of culture does that set? You know, don't you want a culture around your business that people want to stay, no matter how much? Yeah. Just like me, I could charge. I recently had somebody show me a new logo that had nothing to do with their industry. Nothing. I mean. How does a Mustang relate to remodeling? 
but they were charged $4,500 for at least the website and logo. Holy crap. <laughs> Do you know how much I charge to be their part-time employee? The maximum I will charge somebody? $800 a month. And they get way more than just a website and a logo. Yeah. So, I mean, but that's that's the culture. Yeah. I don't, but I will say, me and you come from definitely different poor backgrounds, different. We were poor, period. So, to us, like fifty to $60,000 a year isn't that bad. The people that are charging forty five hundred are wanting to make a hundred thousand dollars or more. You know? But that's the culture I've set. Mm-hmm. I want my family to be taken care of and be able to party every day. Whether it's with each other or going to Dallas for the weekend or going back to Disney World. Yeah. That's just the culture I want. Like I was asked yesterday, when are your prices gonna increase? And I just look at him dumb like, I don't want him to. Right. Like that, I don't know. But it's been a lot of struggle for at least the past decade. Mm-hmm. The first time is in 2008 when I went on unemployment for two years to pursue my dream of being a graphic designer. And now here again, you know, Luckily, it was a cast, but, I mean, I'm still pursuing that dream of being a graphic designer. But now I'm in the office, and I have my own podcast studio. You know, it's different. Yeah. The sacrifices, I can see the payoff. I can show other people, how you come in the podcast studio, you see the payoff. Yes. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I dig it. You've come a long way. Well, it's not me, though. I mean, it's just, well, of course, I'm a Christian. I'm going to tell you it's all God. But realistically, it still ain't me. I mean, I I don't feel like an owner. I did not want to run a business. I want to create awesome and serve people. Yeah. Even by telling you I want to bring you on as staff, mm-hmm. I'm still serving you because that's helping you pursue your passion. Yes. So, I mean, as long as I get to do that, I want to find ways to do that. Even if it puts me at risk of having less, I still want to help people do their stuff. Yeah. And it took me a while to realize that. And that's that's why I'm so big, and this week was perfect, it seems like, because you're still sacrificing. You still went back to Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Your wife is still standing by you strong. Even though she may think you're stupid for going back to you know. But that's the reality. We all do things that we have to do. It's just realizing why. Why we're sacrificing. Why we're, we keep on pushing. And also, that's why I think serving people is awesome. Because then you get to grab a hold of other people's dreams. And through this B&I group, I've realized... It's, a, it's so important to go out to lunch or coffee or breakfast or somewhere and have one on, or they call it one-to-one, like literally one-to-two-one. And you learn about their company and you become friends with them. 
you become invested so you can refer to them without second-guessing their work. Okay. Having this podcast, and I tell you from the beginning, I want to see how invested you were in reaching out, even though I saw your vision. Yeah. But because of that, we've been through a whole lot, and I've invested in you, you know? Yes. Of course, your mom gave birth to you, and that's why she's invested. <laughs> but also, Joanna, you know, she married you. That's why she's investing. That's why she's sacrificing. Yeah. Your kids are kind of forced into it. But <laughs> they still go out on reaching out weekends. Yeah. They're like, all right, we're going to support daddy. Yep. And then want to have their own reaching out. Yep. You look deep in thought. Yeah. I'm just Oh, well, that's what I hope to do. You know, create awesome start people. Yeah. And sometimes serving is making them safe. And now, you know, it's different now that I see progress mm-hmm. because I used to just think I spout off stupid stuff. And now I spout off stupid stuff. And some of them became true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's still stupid stuff that is so cheesy and annoying, but at least some of it paid off. Yeah. No, man, you're doing a great job. And I really appreciate you being along through this whole thing and helping me out. Even though I put you wrong sometimes. Yeah. That's all good, man. It is led. It's made enough to where we're Reaching out tonight going away. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done with that. I'm not done with my art. I got to finish up this one painting for this guy. I told him I'll be shipping it out this week. It's a, uh, no grim. And the Grim Adventures of Andy. Yeah, I missed that show. It's him and this guy named Fred Fredberg or something. Yeah, he's from the show too. Oh, is he? I think so. Uh, so it's him and Grim. Um, just together. <laughs> yeah. Just gotta get done with that and ship it out. That's the only thing I have done right now. Uh, I still haven't heard from my buddy about the uh, three panel painting. He's supposed to be sending pictures, and uh, the guy in Kansas, he doesn't have anything for me right now. Other than that, I'm almost caught up. Good. You need to hold true to that. Yes. <laughs> you need to take a break every once in a while. Yeah. Instead of letting the pain break you down. Oh, <laughs> Overloading myself is the worst thing I can do. That, accepting way too many jobs and getting over them. But, uh, this is pretty good. So. Yeah. We're number 50. Getting a little deeper. Huh? Getting a little deeper. Yeah. A little bit. It definitely felt more professional. Yeah. Like you weren't just staring at me sitting on the front of your desk. <laughs> and now we have visual proof. Um. Question. Are we going to revisit any topics that we've already hit in the past? That's up to you. 
what's the culture you're going to set from here on out? And that will lead perfectly into you giving your final Okay. What standard are you going to set? See, that went perfectly into the ending. <laughs> I did a problem. Oh, I got you. <laughs> I think we can revisit old old topics that didn't really hit the first time. I mean, we can revisit anger and depression and Make darker shows lighter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe revisit music and playlists and stuff like that because I've started listening to new stuff. Uh, something really got me thinking. Um, like this guy named Devin Townsend. His music has confused me. Like, no, no. I'm going to have to show you the music later. Um, yeah, he, he, he's got an album called Empath and it lines genres like crazy and that. But there's one song called Why where he sings all nice and operatic. There's one really deep, death growl and then he goes back into singing real pretty again and doesn't do the growl again. And it confuses the heck out of me. The first time I saw the video and listened to it, it I just stop and rewind on it. Okay. Anyway, my dad got me listening to this stuff. Um, we'll talk about that in a later episode. But yeah, I think we revisit guys' topics. Like, like you said, let me make, make these darker shows and a little bit brighter. Sounds good. Yeah. And if you don't know how to reach Cameron by now, reaching out with Cameron.com. I need to update that. And then we got Facebook, Instagram, the Facebook group. Uh, what am I missing? Camo Art, Instagram, Facebook. There's just, a group now. Oh, there is? Yeah, there's a uh, Camo Art's um, Facebook group. To discuss all things art or just camo arts or? Uh, camo arts, um, commissions, questions. I gotcha. Yeah. I found that groups tend to have more interactions in my own experience. Like the, the reaching out group has more interactions uh, within the members than the actual yeah. People get the notification. Awesome. Yeah. So that has been reaching out for another week. I've been R.A. Crate. And Camo. And until next week, well, next show. <laughs> next show. See you later. I.S. I.T.J. Right.